The Trouble with Transformation, a serialized podcast by Alison Whip. Chapter 33 Ring from a Bell. Mr. J pounced as soon as we entered the garage. Good, you're here. I've been working on Terry's machine all day and I've got good news and bad news. He stopped and did a double take as I walked into the room. Then he broke into a slow grin. Oh, hello there, Freckles. Curiosity got too much for you then? Or are you here to check on the progress of your minions? I forced a smile. I could handle him calling me Freckles if it meant I could stay. I was grateful he wasn't chucking me out on the spot. Just wanting to do my bit, since time is so short. Mr J smiled enigmatically, as though weighing up whether he would send me home. Then he brought his hands together with a loud thunderclap. Freckles, I admire your guts. Stick around. We've got better things to worry about. Speaking of which, what'll it be? The good news or the bad? Danny and Betty looked to me. Better give us the bad news first, I said. Bad news it is then, Mr J said, in his perpetually upbeat way. I have no doubt, Dad that in the event Mr J ever has to deliver some really bad news, such as telling someone they have cancer, or that their grandmother has just died or something, he'll do it with the same cheerful efficiency. The bad news is that I haven't managed to get the blasted thing to work. The three of us gave a collective shrug. No surprises there. And the good news? Danny said. The good news is that I've been doing some theoretical modelling of the machine itself. And when I run the specifications of Terry's blueprints through the program, it predicts the most likely power source at 95% confidence level. We can be almost certain the device was designed to be powered by a deuterium-tritium fusion reaction. Daddy, you're brilliant, Betty said. She turned to us. I told you he'd have a last-minute breakthrough. Just like Mommy says, no deadline, no daddy. He always shows up at the end. So we're right on track then, Danny said, then frowned suddenly. Hang on, didn't you say we'd be using a deuterium-only reaction? That tritium was almost impossible to come by? Mr Jansen laughed and slapped him on the back. Daniel, you're as sharp as a razor. I swear, even if we can't get this thing to work, you'll win this competition anyway. You'd better come and work for me in a few years' time. Can we get back to the machine, please? I said jiggling my foot. Not in the mood for chit-chat today, Freckles, Mr J smiled. But yes, the reaction isn't easy to engineer, and tritium doesn't last long in its natural form, so it's a tad tricky to obtain. Fortunately, a friend of mine donated a little prototype he was working on a few years back. A tokamak. The magnetic tube, I said. Mr J laughed. It's a little more than that, you'll see. Tritium has been the snag, but I solved that problem. I've spent the day in my radiation gear bombarding lithium with neutrons. What fun, hey? Anyway, I've managed to collect enough tritium to give us two shots at this thing, one to power a test run and the other for the actual demonstration tomorrow. Unfortunately, there was a small amount of radioactive waste. Seeing the alarm on our faces, he added, Don't worry, I've sealed it up in a fail-safe disposal container and I'll get Bruce to run it over to the docks tomorrow while we're in Brisbane. I have an associate in town who runs a nuclear power plant in the US and can dispose of it safely. 
owes me a favour. While Danny and I stared at him in stunned silence, Betty piped up. You've been up to a lot of mischief today, Daddy. What would Mama say? Oh, there's no way your mommy would let me play with lithium, he replied. He turned to Danny and me, touched the tip of his nose, eyes alight with mischief. We're just lucky she's at a marketing convention in Brisbane. She's heading from there to the science finals tomorrow. Come on, let me show you where we're at. He led us through the complex and bleeped his way through lab security. The tokamak is in the rear lab. It's been a pet project for me and a few investors. It's good timing. We've recently upgraded the magnetic fields with superconductor tape. Tape? An image of a clunky machine bodged together with electrical tape popped into my head. Mr J caught the look on my face and laughed. Oh, not the type of tape you're thinking of, Freckles. This is a steel tape coated with a compound called yttrium barium copperoxide. Makes the most powerful tiny magnets you've ever seen in your life. He guided us toward a wall at the far back corner of the lab. When we got up close, I saw the faint outline of a door. Mr J touched his right forefinger to the wall and it sprang open. The entire door is a touchpad. I can place my finger at any point on its surface. The fingerprint scanner localizes and voila, open sesame. We squashed into the rear lab. And when I say squashed, Dad, I'm not joking. The rear lab was about a quarter the size of the main. And most of the space was taken up by a hooping great circlet of metal air conditioning ducts. The air hummed and crackled with energy. I grinned, taking in Mr. J's messy little secret. He had to tuck his cooling system away somewhere. Where's the tokamak? I asked peering into the gaps between the air conditioning tubes. Mr J's eyebrows pinched briefly together, then widened. Oh, he laughed. Don't you know? This, he said, arms widening to air embrace the hulking metal donut. This is the tokamak. A pins and needles sensation swept over me, sending every hair on my body onto its end. But it's so... Huge, I said. I whirled on Danny and Betty. Did you know it was so big? This is the first time I've seen it, Danny said with a whisper, his eyes taking in the monstrosity of polished metal and blinking lights. It looked like a small space station. Me too, Betty said in a small voice. In an even smaller voice, she added, I'm sure Daddy has a plan. Do you? My voice rose and cracked like an amateur opera singer. Do you have a plan? I shifted in my uniform, feeling like if I could shrug out of my own skin, I would. I was too hot, too cold, or maybe so hot I felt cold. Even if we can get Terry's machine up and running, how are we going to get that beast out the door, let alone drive it to Brisbane? Mr. J, of course, was completely unfazed. Take it easy, Freckles. I'll admit the size of the tokamak presents a slight logistical challenge. But, he gave a dismissive wave in the direction of the immense donut-shaped contraction. Nothing beyond what we've tackled before. That wall, he said, pointing to the unremarkable-looking far end of the lab, opens up to the rear cargo bay. We forklift the thing onto the truck, drive down to Brisbane, then park it in the street behind the exhibition centre. We'll have to run a long cable to hook it up to Terry's machine, but Bruce can keep an eye on it, 
ward off any bad sports looking to shut off Danny's power source. He beamed at us, clearly very pleased that he'd worked it all out. Dad, I have to say, after working on your machine and seeing Mr J in action, I'm pretty convinced that only delusional megalomaniacs can do the kind of work you two are into. Normal people don't have the kind of unwavering faith you need to pull off this kind of madness. I stared at Mr J, mouth hanging open, trying to find the words. Betty and Danny were similarly mute. Nothing could burst his bubble, though. Want to give it a try? Mr J said, ducking under a tube and crouching close to the ground. I've set up a conduit which should transfer the power into Terry's machine. He gestured toward a plain-looking black box, similar in size and shape to a carry-on suitcase. There it was, your magnificent machine, set on the floor like a piece of lost luggage at an airport. Not quite so magnificent with that behemoth looming over it. But still, all the work we'd done to find you, it was here, in this room. My mouth suddenly swam with salt and my eyes stung with tears. Keep it together, I grimaced at the others, trying to look contemplative, feeling like a total mess. It was Danny who spoke first. Will it be able to withstand the transfer of power from that thing, he asked, eyeing the monstrous knot of conduits. I've built some surge protection into the conduit, but there's no way of knowing for sure until we test it. Come on, Mr J urged, hopping from one foot to the other. This is what we've been waiting for. There was something in the purity of that statement, the unadulterated joy of giving something a red-hot go that wrapped itself around the doubts, insecurity and fears and snuffed them out. A slow smile spread across my face. What are we dissolving? And what are we making? Mr J slapped his hands together. Good on you, freckles. I knew you'd be up for it. Then he smiled apologetically. Unfortunately, though, we're a tad limited in both what we can dematerialise and what we can create. In order to create something, we need to program its exact energy field into the machine so the device knows what to rebuild at the other end. Also, from Terry's notes, we learned that some compositions dematerialise more easily than others so it's best to stick to a limited range. So what kind of things can we do? I asked. I pictured a block of wood transforming into a boat. Basic things, Mr J said, but not basic if you know what I mean. From a scientific perspective, changing the molecular structure of even the simplest object is a huge feat in itself. So while it may not seem much to change a pencil into a twig, it's really quite amazing. Essentially, Terry discovered that the objects which work best are those comprised of only a handful of elements with a predictable molecular array. Although it's possible to create something much more intricate than the original object, the development of that technology is another leap again. Betty crossed the room and pulled a file from one of the cabinets. While Daddy's been working to try and get the machine up and running, Danny and I have been recording the energy fields of objects Dr Jones have been working with and programming them into the machine. Here's the list. See, she said, pressing a neatly printed sheet of paper into my hands. There's one at the bottom I think you might like. I ran my eye down the page, reviewing the before and afters. I have to say, Dad, I was more than a little underwhelmed. The breakthroughs you'd made to date weren't exactly the stuff of science fiction movies. Along with the things Dr Wilson mentioned, there were mostly household items on the list, 
Coke can into soap dish, teapot into plate, cheese into butter. Then underneath the rest of the items, scribbled in with pencil, there it was, butter into deep fried ice cream. Seeing the slow smile spread across my face, Betty said, your dad was just starting to experiment with food when, when the notes stopped. I'm sure his creations would have been amazing if he had time. We did the calculations yesterday. Danny's quite confident we can get the molecular structure of the ice cream to hold. Danny nodded, adding, Okay, so he wasn't whipping M&Ms out of thin air, but we thought you'd get a kick out of that last one. It's a massive breakthrough. <laughs> you guys? I clucked my tongue. Tears sprang to my eyes, but I was smiling. In my dreams, I'd imagined the machine conjuring up caramel sundaes and elaborate multi-layered cakes. But what Danny and the Jansons had done, just for me, it was beyond. Let's do that one then, I said, pointing to the butter into deep fried ice cream option. Let's see how Terry's machine handles a classic. Excellent, Mr. J rubbed his hands together. I was hoping you'd say that. Betty, would you go into the cold room and get me that block of butter I keep for my sandwiches? Betty trotted off returning with a very basic-looking block of Devondale unsalted. Mr. J strapped on a thick pair of yellow safety goggles, handing out smaller versions to the rest of us. Radio, he said. Let's fire this baby up. Glasses, everyone. We fastened our goggles into place while Mr. J flicked a switch on the large machine. It generated a pulsing hum. The conduits glowed with increasing intensity a tangle of neon purple, electric blue and chartreuse. Together, they looked like one of Kat's experimental cocktails at the end of a rowdy round of mahjong. He went over to a small keyboard connected to your now tiny-looking device and tapped in what appeared to be a series of instructions. Freckles, would you like to do the honours? I fought to keep my voice steady. What do I do? Then he took my hands, shaped them into a cup, then placed the block of butter into my palms and pointed it to a tastefully concealed hatch at the bottom left-hand side of your machine. Just open that small catch over there and place the butter in the black box. Then, when you're ready, press that red button on the right. He gave my hands a gentle squeeze. This is it, G. I nodded and took a deep breath. Then I opened the small trapdoor. Okay, Dad, here we go, I whispered, pushing the butter into place. My hand hovered above the small red button which promised to bring the entire contraption whirring to life. The lab intercom buzzed and crackled. An apologetic voice filled the room. Mr Jansen, I'm really sorry to bother you, but there's a man at the front gate who says he has something important to show you. He says he has what you've been looking for and he won't go away until he's spoken with you. Jim! Danny and I blurted in unison. A tingle ran from the base of my neck and sent my scalp dancing. Had Jim actually managed to reach you, Dad? Were you trying to help us? The flicker of impatience that briefly crossed Mr Jansen's features was quickly replaced with one of sharp curiosity. He leaned toward a neat panel on the wall and spoke. Something I need, you say? Patch camera one into the video link and connect us with the front door intercom, would you, Dave? An instant later, 
the video monitor above the intercom projected a clear picture of a slim-built, impeccably dressed man standing outside the main entrance to the compound. He peered up at the camera, and it was as though his eyes met mine. My breath caught. That's not Jim, it's Mr. Bell, I said. He's after us. Whatever you do, don't let him in.